Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bottom. The glory holds like a, a like big theater. I'm mad that you're mad. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, podcast land. This is Bradford. And this is Angela. And you're listening to By the By. Oh, you're working on your radio voice, are you? I am. You? I am. Yeah. I have a face for radio. <laughs> I like your face. <laughs> and an attitude for porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like your face, too. Uh-huh. I like your face. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, podcast listeners, and thank you for... Um, putting up with already my iPad making noises because the gentleman is texting us. We're talking to you, gentlemen. Stop it. <laughs> Jeez. Tell you. Well, we're talking to him, but it's not real time. No, I know. Yeah. It's 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 real sometime. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Hi. How you doing? Uh, mm-hmm. What do we have coming up? So you just missed the, the pendulum party, which was amazing. We're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, we've got in October 20th. 19th? We are what the fuck? I don't know. It's a Friday. That's either the 19th <laughs> or the a 20th. It's a... <laughs> I'm so You're bad. doing well. <laughs> I don't adult very well, and I calendar even worse. <laughs> Fine. It's a Saturday, the 20th. Is that right? 19th. God damn it. Son of... <laughs> you, got, you got 50% of it right there. I guess, but... Oh, that's right. It's a Friday, the 19th. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I knew it that time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're going to be in Radelaide at the Rabbit Hole mm-hmm. for their second Rainbow Party. We are so excited for this. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. Uh, the last Rainbow Party was a blast and looking forward to going back to this one. I don't know how often we'll be able to make it down to Rainbow Parties, yeah. but it is definitely going to be high on our list. So yeah. it's going to be fun. So uh, we're going to be there. And then after that, like literally after that, 10 days, we are flying overseas we're going to be at desire from november 2nd to the 9th i think there's like 12 rooms left so like yep. every time you talk to us or you listen to us there are less rooms left so so if, exciting if you're on the fence fucking jump off the fence uh and into it. desire and into desire yes. uh it there are two couples now from australia coming us and another couple yay we're yay, not the only ones we're not the only ones <laughs> uh but everyone else is from the u.s and mexico and Canada. Yeah. So North America, we should say. So we need we need mm-hmm. more representation from outside of North America, yeah. I think. Come on, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's really exciting. So we've been our costumes have been pretty well set for a bit now. Yes. We've been doing a few final touches on them. We've but done a few practice the runs. Last couple of weekends we've done a few practice runs on some makeup bits. Yeah. So that's Really, really exciting. I'm pretty excited. Uh, yeah. yeah. Any costume that needs most, multiple practice runs, I think is a good costume. 
Yeah. Well, I guess we'll fucking see. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Hopefully. One of, one of mine today, I was very, very excited with the way it turned out. Yes. Some of the product I bought today, I was very excited the way it turned out. And I think it was interesting. We went to both Sephora and Mecca, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, Sephora, the lady kind of looked at me like I was crazy when I was asking about makeup. And every time I asked a question, she answered you, right. which I thought was such that opposite of what the way the world typically works because i i know that one of your pet peeves is when you pay and they give me the change back yes. and shit like that it was the world has gone topsy-turvy so every time i asked a question about makeup angela was answered which cracked me up uh <laughs> and it was weird but then we went to mecca and the lady was very much talking straight to me and mm-hmm. like this is what i would do and, and blah, she was blah, really blah, helpful. And she was really yeah. helpful i really liked her even like try this or what if you use this product in a different way yeah that, yeah so it was just kind of funny so good job mecca Sephora, get your shit together. <laughs> well, at this one particular mall in <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> look, look, I, I have I have a, a, an N of one in both, and a one hundred percent and a twenty five percent. So there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Excited for that, and then we, yeah, that's basically that's basically our year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure other things will pop up, but right now that's that's. Well, you know, and if you want to go on a sexy cruise in December oh, over Christmas, we're going to be going. So send us a yeah. message. Um, it's not a swingers thing. It's just an us going on holiday thing. Yeah, it, it is. And so, so if you feel but like... always uh, happy for sexy people to join yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Know? If you feel like just having open, <laughs> friendly conversations and, and lots and lots of alcohol and some really good food and ultimately potentially playtime, you know, if if, the, if and, everything works, sure, come along with us. It's also over Christmas, so you get to like ditch the family for Christmas. Yes. Oh my God, I cannot yeah. wait to, yeah. And we don't have that problem because we have no family here, but, no, but yeah. <laughs> anybody, you know, most people do. Pretty excited. Pretty excited. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anything else uh, in the up and comings and stuff that we want to talk about? Not in the immediate, no. Uh, I do want to tease the people a little more in no. that one of the things that we're taking to, to desire with us uh, a giveaway for everyone who comes to desire it's amazing and angela packed two suitcases full of it today and she's got one in her Actually, hands now no, it's only one half suitcase and one i don't know other parcel so they'll can, probably all end up in one can, can you make it and make it make a noise that way I people can try. can try to guess that's what it is there you go guess, you go. Is it. <laughs> guess so, yeah. what it is uh, so we're pretty stoked uh, for that yeah. Pretty excited. Yeah, I actually really, really like them. So yeah. we'll see if everybody else likes them as much as I do. And if not, well, then more for me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so moving on to our meat and taters, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because last week, if you listened, if you didn't, that's fine. You can stop right now and go back and listen to last week. Uh, Demanding much, are we? Yeah. So, But last week we talked about jealousy, envy, and fear of missing out. Yes. FOMO. So for me, something that sort of walks hand in hand with those, it's a, it's a parallel kind of thing, is guilt and shame. Because I feel like for me, sometimes when I have envy or, or feel those pangs of jealousy, I, specifically those two, maybe not fear of missing out, mm-hmm. I have maybe guilt and sometimes shame over things that I, I feel and do. So I wanted to sort of touch on those before we moved along so do you have the guilt and the shame because of the jealous or envious feelings or is it because of what triggered the feelings or potentially both that's a great question and i was completely unprepared for that question i was prepared for many other questions (laughs) um 
So you're asking, is it because of the feeling itself or yes. because of what has caused said feeling? Yes. That's a, I, I don't, I really am not sure I know. First, I think we should, I want to use Brene Brown's yes, definitions absolutely. of guilt and shame. If you don't know who Brene Brown is, she runs some amazing TED Talks and she's got a few uh, fantastic books. She's a, a lady from Texas, Brene Brown. Uh, she says guilt is feeling that you have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And shame is feeling that you are wrong. And while those feelings, I think, are sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. I think it's, it's extremely important to know the difference between I feel like I've done something wrong and I feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And I feel like the line between the two is about as thin as the line between jealousy and envy as Agreed. well. Agreed. Agreed. But it is a very important distinction. And upon first glance at your feelings, it can be perhaps difficult to figure out whether it's guilt or shame. But if you look at it for more than a couple of seconds, you can probably figure out which one it actually is. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because sometimes I feel like, for me, it's not maybe 100% one or another. Yeah. It's mostly something, but not necessarily completely something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that it's it's one of those things to, to remember that I think shame is completely worthless. Uh, I, I, I know it's having it being someone who feels shame and has felt shame a lot. I think, uh, that it is a completely worthless emotion. Whereas guilt, I think is good. I think sometimes feeling that we've done something wrong, uh, that's, that's something you can learn from because you're going to try to better yourself so that in the future, you're not going to do whatever you did that made you feel this way. And whether or not it was valid or not. So I think that we sometimes feel guilt for things that we probably shouldn't feel guilt for. Mm-hmm. But I think shame is one of those things that rarely are we fundamentally wrong. Yeah. Fundamentally we, broken. Yes. Yeah. Fundamentally broken. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. And, and I mean, do you have any? Do you want to talk about it? Like specifics? Any? I don't all, know. Or... Um, so... I mean, for me, I mean, look, I was raised Catholic. So, of course, I have Catholic guilt, which is a really pretty uh, two-word phrase for shame. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that you feel like, well, growing up, oftentimes the feelings I felt towards the same gender mm-hmm. was was shame. There's, I, I feel these things because there's something wrong with me. In referring to envy and jealousy especially envy when i look at body types and i feel like oh i wish i was like that then there's that shame because i i feel like that i feel like i wish i looked more like you mm-hmm. so there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. and and that's my problem is that i have shame over that envy those two things really go hand in hand uh i'm envious of somebody else's body because my body isn't good enough and i'm ashamed of that of what I'm presenting. Or you can broaden that even more and say that you're envious of their situation, whatever the situation Mm. may be. And so therefore you're ashamed of yourself because you are not in that situation, whatever the circumstances around it may be. Yeah. So then do you think that envy and shame go more hand in hand and guilt and jealousy go more hand in hand? For me, absolutely. I I mean, obviously that's a very personal question. Yes, absolutely. Because again, when we talk about what we did last week um, with, let's say, the gentleman, Mm -hmm. me feeling jealous uh, that he may at some point be taking away from us, Mm -hmm. I feel guilty for having that feeling because I shouldn't feel that way. 
I want him to be happy. I want him to be fruitful. I want him to, his bed to be plentiful. But I, you know, but then I'm jealous that he could be taken away. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, well, I'm guilty for having that feeling. So for me, absolutely. Jealousy and guilt go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and envy and shame go hand in hand for me. More so than Yes. More than vice versa. Because rarely do I feel like. It makes more sense that they would. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I'm look. I'm trying to think again from the jealousy or from the jealousy point of view. Yeah, of mm-hmm. of him being taken from us. I don't feel shame over that. Like I'm don't think there's. He's not leaving because I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. He's leaving because it's better for him. Yeah, uh, and that would be more of a, a guilt thing that I feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. How about you? Do you feel guilt or shame over anything? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You have emotions. <laughs> of course you do. But I'll say, you know, you are one that I envy, <laughs> to, again, <laughs> judge going back from last week, quite often in that you rarely have, it, you rarely project negative emotions. Mm. You're rarely angry. You often get frustrated, but that frustration is almost entirely self-directed. You're rarely frustrated with other people. You do have the problem of not understanding where people are coming from. And I, I, I sometimes worry that you don't human properly. But, <laughs> uh, but your negative feelings are, are rare. And I say this with absolute love, and you know that I adore you. You are closer to seven of nine from Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> you know, that beautiful Borg uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, who's just trying to understand people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're you're such a – and I envy that. But I oh, think, look at there again. I think for me, though, it's that negative emotions don't really benefit me at all. Like, they get me nowhere. They either drag me down, they make me feel bad, they put me in a bad position, they prevent me from doing things. Maybe I treat people differently because of them. There's nothing to be gained from a negative emotion Obviously, overgeneralizing, because sure, some emotions, some circumstances may be different. But in general, negative emotions just really don't do a hell of a lot of good for me, for anyone, for the situation, whatever. And so, yeah, if I can minimize those, if I can ignore them, get rid of them, shove them away, make them not part of my world, then it does help me. And it puts me in a better headspace. It puts me in a better position. And, and not to say that everything's always like, super hunky-dory or anything, but it it does really help, I feel like. Um, but I think that's a conscious decision that I don't really know when that started or why, but it's a conscious decision that I don't like these emotions. I don't like these feelings. I don't like these thoughts. Let's, they're, they're just not part of my world. They're gone. And, and so I do pretty well at shoving those things away because it does make me a happier person. And it does influence my world around me, which maybe I'm deluding myself. That's also very possible. <laughs> and it's not to say, like I said, that everything's always happy and everything's always good because it's not. Um, but and I completely forgot where I was going with that. What were you saying? What led well, up to that? Look, I was talking about you and your your lack of negative your lack of negativity, your lack of negative emotions. So I will also say, okay, so going to guilt that. I do have, so shame, I would say I don't really have much of because I'm, I'm not really, I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm not ashamed of 
of how I act or, or that kind of thing. Like I, I feel pretty good about myself and, and who I am. Does that mean I do everything perfectly? No, it doesn't. And yes, there are times where I do things or say things that possibly could be better, or maybe I didn't do something or say something that I should have. And and later on, I may feel guilty about that. But I think that's, for me, it's more of a guilt thing that maybe I think back that I should have said something differently or done something differently. But again, like you said, that's a learning experience. And so it's, if there needs to be ramifications from that and I need to talk to somebody or, or take care of a situation, then that's fine. We'll do that. And if not, then I've at least learned that if that scenario presents itself again, I would like to act in a different way. And then hopefully the next time it does, if it ever does, that, that I would act in a different way. So I will say that I do have guilt at times, but more often than not, because I sometimes speak before I think. Right, yeah. And Filter lacking. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's usually because of that more than anything, but I don't really have a lot of shame, I would say. And I... I don't, it's funny because you talk about like Catholic guilt and I sort of get where that comes from, but I don't really get where it comes from. And I don't really understand why it's as ubiquitous as it is, because so, it seems like a lot of people who are raised Catholic have that, well, but, but surely it exists in other areas as well. Like why? Well, I'm know. sure it does. But I think for me, it was one of those things. It's, it's when you were raised in a, like, I think Catholicism specifically, and all religions to a point, but Catholicism specifically, you are in a box. You're, mm. you're drawn into a box. And anytime you start to move outside of that box, it's not, the, you're constantly repenting. And so for me, an act of repentance is not, I've done something wrong. It's, a, I am wrong. Mm. And I think that's the way it's, it's, uh, is that just how it's taught? It's taught. It's projected. Yeah. Is that when you repent, it's because you're wrong. You've mm-hmm. been bad. Uh, and, and you've got to, you know, because I remember growing up, we, we went to confession. We're meant to go twice a month. And I know some people went once a week. Mm-hmm. So that you go and confess your sins. You go and confess what you've done wrong. And then the priest gives you some prayers in order to make yourself better, to make yourself whole again. Sin takes away from the soul and that now you're flawed because you're not, you're no longer complete. So you have to do these things in order to become complete again, to become Mm -hmm. whole. And so when you're brought up that way and taught that, and then you come into like, well, either our lifestyle or you, you know, start to find attraction to the similar, same sex as your own, that becomes it's a spiral for me at least so i guess the difference then from from how i was raised is that it's for you i guess there's more penance whereas for me there's more repentance yes and yeah yeah um to quote to quote uh indiana jones from the last crusade only the penitent man shall pass <laughs> but i mean that's a very good thing and in, if yeah. i'm if i'm probably misquoting but to paraphrase even in that scene only the penitent man will, shall pass the penitent man kneels before god the penitent man kneels mm-hmm. and then but if you don't kneel you've mm-hmm. lost your head gets chopped off. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Last Crusade by now, <laughs> fuck, you should have known. But look, you know, it is, it's very much so that if you aren't penitent mm-hmm. and you're, yeah. you die. Yeah. And I think that's important. That's interesting. I don't think that is important. I think that you should totally not, no. like, don't, don't judge yourself by Indiana <laughs> Jones. Uh, but it's, 
Yeah. So the whole confession thing, like logistically, how many people are in the church? How long does the average confession take? And if everybody goes weekly, even twice a month, how much time does a priest sit there spending in it confessions? It could be a long fucking time. The church that I went to, the the priest was in conf- in the confessional for an hour and a half to two hours every day. So anybody could come in during that time and you would pray in a silent church. And when you were ready and you mm-hmm. knew that the confessional was empty, you would go and sit and either mm-hmm. sit pre- kneel before the priest or sit in the confessional next to the priest, yeah. which I think is more common and is what is more commonly seen in movies. That's what we see in movies. Yeah. yeah. But you had that option of actually showing yourself to the priest. Right. Uh, so basically, not ev- so not everybody does though, because still an hour and a half, Correct. two hours a day would not be enough yeah. time. Yeah, but the priest sits in there for yeah. that time, waiting for somebody to come. Wow, poor priests. Wow. Um, <laughs> but to talk about uh, going back a bit, and again, admittedly, taking away from yeah. going back away from the shame and guilt thing, we were talking about even temperaments mm. and how you are very much more even temperamented. And me, I go by the Hamlet quote, uh, I must be cruel only to be kind. Not that I'm mean, but for me, the way I, when I hear that, that quote, I feel that he is justifying his extremes Mm -hmm. without these really down lows. You can't have these really up highs. And I've often thought that while you're pretty much consistently a seven and a half, on the positivity scale, mm-hmm. I go vastly between a two and a nine. Like I, I am yes. either really up and really on almost manic bipolar where I'm not, but where I'm either manically happy and positive to where I am so down and depressed that I have to hold on to something when I'm at the train station to prevent me from being pulled in front of the train. Uh, and it's funny. I, I think that I both, Gosh, I feel like this could be envy part two. I'm both envious of your ability to kind of hold that steady, steady as steady as the way. But at the same time, I very much like those really high highs Mm. and I really look forward to those. And I know when I hit them, they're great. Um, Well, and funny because I'm a bit envious of the fact that you can be, I, I guess not be, but you can show that much excitement and energy and and positivity because even I feel like when I'm like super excited about something it doesn't really show the way it does with you and I wish I could be better about that I just have no idea how to do it (laughs) well I I can I can tell you that people who know you know when you're excited it's but it doesn't show to other people it doesn't show to everyone no but I almost think that's a gift like that's a gift you give the people mm-hmm. who know you and love you. I think of like Maybe. Lawrence and Jess definitely know when you're excited. I've you know I've seen the way they react around you when you're ecstatic. You know, and that same goes for Leo, the gentleman, and other folks. Mm-hmm. Like I think of when we became citizens. You were you were in a different you were a different Angela, mm-hmm. and all three of them who were there. Actually, there were four of us there, but three of us three of them knew you well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was clear to them that yeah. you were bubbly, excited. It was beneath the surface, but it was there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's interesting. I always find that I always find just that interesting. Different because ways, yeah. Admittedly, for a very long time, and to bring this back to guilt and shame, for a very long time, I felt shame over that extreme happiness. Interesting. Because I know. 
bear with me because so few people allow themselves to show it. So mm. by, by being this vivacious, bubbly, excited person who is also male, uh, male identifying, I should say, that made me stand out from everybody. And then that made me different, which made me a problem, which made me need to be fixed. And I know you're, she's rolling her eyes. People can't see it. I am it. because I love that energy, that excitement. Well, and I do now. Yeah. I, I do now because the people... And I'm people, drawn to people who do show that. Well, the people around me now yeah. give me that space to do it. And I have enough people around me, again, all the people that I've already listed, mm. who encourage that and support that, that... I do it now in front of people I don't even know. So I don't have that shame nor guilt about being happy. But I think a lot of people at least have guilt about being happy because you look at the world now and news tells us that we don't have a lot to be happy about. But I'm going to argue that news only shows you the negative stuff because that's what sells commercials. Mm -hmm. So I think that we all have a lot to be happy about and a lot to be ecstatic about. And we shouldn't feel guilty or bad because we are happy. You know, that's... uh, Absolutely not. We all deserve to be happy. We all deserve to be happy, uh, no matter what you see on the news. It's funny. Again, another small tangent, looking at Facebook, one of the complaints that people have about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, is that we only show the best of our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, yeah, but my question then is how much of that is a stretch yeah like if you're showing the top 10 percent of your life like if you showed us all of it would would it be that much different i mean we all have ups and downs of course but in also think about how much more clogged your facebook feed would be if everybody put everything not necessarily just good bad whatever but if if happy the good stuff that you post is 10% of your life if you added you know 90% more content if everybody did that we would never look at it cuz it would be too much i would just honestly i would put that in the too hard basket and say no it's too much to go through i can't look at that agreed i think the problem is that Every time we look at Facebook, we are seeing the positives yeah. where it's not necessarily from the same person, but you've got maybe a hundred friends. And every time you open it up, you're seeing one of those hundred friends yeah. in their positive. And at, statistically, you're going to look at it at a midpoint or low point mm-hmm. of your experience and then say, well, my experience isn't as good as their experience. See, I see it differently in that. Yes, you, you may see the positive things that come from those people. So they're not necessarily showing you everything that's in their reality. But I think that's okay, because if you're close enough to them, you'll know what's going on anyway. But I think seeing the positive in in social media like that is a good thing, because we do see so much negative from the news and from other outlets, that where else do we get positive news from? It is, you know, people showing us the good things that happen in their lives also shows you that there are helpful people out there. There's good people. There's people that are doing things in the community, people that are doing things in the world that are very positive or they're just in a really happy place. And we want our friends and family and things to be in happy places. And so if, if that's what shows us the positive things because the news in other places aren't, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And sure. You can take the stance that I'm not as happy as them or I'm not again, the whole envy thing. I'm not whatever that they're doing kind of thing. I'm not in the same place that they are. And, and that's true, but we all have very different lives. And, and so you're not, gonna ever be in the same place that they are exactly and i think that's okay as long as you can recognize that that's them and that's a good thing that's happening in this world and yay for them for having something good happen whereas 
we get so much negative that I think it's okay to have a lot of positivity there. I agree. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I tend to agree. Any other thoughts, feelings over guilt, shame, and positivity (laughs) or negativity? Uh, Not at the moment. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, which I realize I touched on that for half the podcast. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here uh, and let you listen to some of our friends over at Life on the Swing Set Talk. And then when we get back, we will talk about Pendulum Party. Join us on The Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak and everything in between. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us and where we fucked it right up. This isn't your average couple's explanabrag podcast, but we definitely do a little of that. We share our adventures in open with a unique, funny, feminist, and Canadian approach. Come get wet with us on the wet coast. And we're back. We're sitting here yep. with our wine. Yeah. Angela's folding socks because that's the sexy shit you do. Look, we're real people. We, we're real we people. We had a break. We're we had a people. break. I was trying we to... We were on a break. <laughs> I was trying to do productive things while we were on a break. Yeah. <laughs> There's a stack of socks over there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Side note, if you don't know anything about me, I don't wear ma- matching socks ever. No, which is really lovely when it comes to putting them away because I just shove them all in a drawer. Yeah, There's no matching. There's yeah. no folding. Yeah. They just get shoved in a drawer. I know. There's people out there who are already uncomfortable. <laughs> they're, they're so uncomfortable. It's really funny. I have a colleague who, even though both of his socks are black, mm-hmm. uh, they have to match like the stitching on the toes mat, have to match. Mm. Like He's got black socks with white stitching, black socks with gold stitching, and black socks with black stitching. And he's like, even the stitching has to match. So it's like, nobody knows. He goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatevs. Uh, yeah, me, the man wants you. That's that's who wants you to have matching socks. And I'm like, fuck the man. Mm-hmm. So quite literally, <laughs> if if he's if he's keen, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of which, let's talk about pendulum. Ooh. So pendulum twelve. Yes. So it's a, we've had a dozen pendulums. A dozen pendulums. Wow. Yeah. So this one was for me. It was a lot of fun, but my timing was a little bit off. So <laughs> we got there. Just over an hour late, yes. or after it started, I should say. I mean, not really yes. late per se, but yeah. so we had a fringe play that we went to first. Which... Arguably, if you are listening to this and you live in Sydney and you're listening to this when it comes out on mm-hmm. Wednesday, go see Speed, the movie, the play. It's brilliant. It was brilliant. It was hilarious. It was cheesy. It was all the good things. It was on a bus. You do it on a bus. It was great. <laughs> it Yeah, it was... So cleverly done. Yeah. But this isn't a theater podcast. Wish it was sometimes, <laughs> but it's not. My God, we should start a theater podcast. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Yeah. So we went to see the, the play before we went to Pendulum. And so we were just a little over an hour late or after Pendulum started, I guess, at 830. We got there about probably 940, 945. And so we came in. We were relatively dressed down pretty early because yes. what we had on was a little on the skimpy side because we knew we were going to be later, that we didn't want to be... It wasn't on the skimpy side. Well, it wasn't as... as... I was wearing... Wait, I was wearing pants, late, um, leather suspenders, and a leather hat 
I looked like a newsie. Yeah, but that was that's a really good look. And then I had a dress on that didn't have a lot underneath because I knew it wasn't going to be on for long, so I didn't want to <laughs> have too many layers and things. Oh my god! But that wasn't like I was. I was still fully clothed uh, for a long mostly, time. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. By the way, the leather suspenders looked amazing. And the hat. Thank you. It was a very Thank good you. look. I, I, I was digging the sexy yeah. newsy look. I was feeling good about I that. I was too. Hey, seize the day. Yeah. <laughs> See, another musical reference. I feel like we should give quarters out to people who get my musical references. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we got to Pendulum about 945 or so. And there were already a lot of people there. It was already definitely filling up, which was really cool to see. And so we, we kind of stowed our stuff away really quickly. Well, we put our stuff in a locker because uh-huh. uh, one of the, the lady who was running the door said, go, I, I've got some locker keys behind the bar. Go get you one of those because I'm running low right here. Mm-hmm. So we ran and got a locker key, threw some shit in the locker, and we went off to... And like 30 minutes later, our locker got taken from us because they were out of lockers. Yes. And they also took <laughs> yeah. the gentleman's locker because, you know, look... Let me tell you a little story. When when you sleep with us consistently <clears throat> for a period of time and you go to OSS, if they need your locker, that's uh, one of the negatives of of, <laughs> of, of being a persistent po- partner of us. Uh, yeah, is your locker gets stolen. Your locker gets yeah taken. But uh, yeah, they ran out of lockers, taking and then they took our lockers yeah. back. And then they ran out of lockers again, which is a good sign. Yeah, definitely. It means there was a bunch of fucking people there. I So I know that there were around 50 or so tickets pre-sold. But then there were a lot of people walking up at the night of... So I have no idea what the final numbers are. I would have said 60 to 70 easy. Well, in the, in yeah. the things that are strange that but still happen, we ran into a friend, like literally bumped into her as she was standing on the street corner <laughs> outside of OSS. And she's like, oh, I've been, I've been pushing singles your way. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I've got a bunch of single friends. They're across the road now getting alcohol and cash. And I've been telling them they should go. And we were like, well, are you going? She's like, no. <laughs> like, what are you, like our pimp? <laughs> like, Awesome, but yeah. Well, admittedly, she had an early morning the next day. Yeah, so. Fair enough, fair enough. But I just thought that was yeah. hilarious to was literally funny. run into her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've sent like five or six single women mm-hmm. into your into your club or into your party," and we're like, "What?" <laughs> it was awesome. Yay! Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Epic. Right. Thank yeah. you so much. You know who you are. Yeah, it was awesome. So uh, yeah, we. Got ourselves a, a, a nice beverage and mm-hmm. chatted with Lawrence and Jess and the bar staff. We were very lucky in that both Lawrence and Jess were there and two other folks yeah. working. So that meant that we didn't really have to work. I think I served at most two drinks and then Lawrence kicked me out from behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of, we were introduced to a couple of people, yep. podcast listeners, who one of the ladies behind the bar was in. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Introducing us to, she's like, oh, you need to meet this person. Oh, you need to meet this person. Mm-hmm. So we did, and it was great. Uh, a few of you, like, it, it's, so, it's so amazing to chat with people on Instagram and then meet them face to face, having never met them before. So that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And then we turned the corner into the front lounge room and uh-huh. we saw the gentleman and suddenly I got all excited and, and like emotional and I didn't cry, but I could have cried. <laughs> what? I could have. I, I, know, was, you I was emotional. I, I was really happy to see him. Yeah. Uh, and he jumped up and then basically I hung on him for the rest of the night. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good because it was a lovely mixture of, I would have said 40% people who have been to pendulum parties before and then probably 60% new people. There, there was were a lot, a lot yes, of new people. Either new to OSS mm-hmm. specifically or new to the uh, pendulum parties. Yeah. But there was also, I will say that there were, I'm going to say a few people, but one in particular who had been to a party ages ago from out of town, hadn't seen them in forever, and then they showed back up. And admittedly, when they started talking to us, I didn't quite remember. Like, I didn't put two and two together. It took me probably five minutes of talking to them, and then I was like, all of a sudden, it clicked in my brain. I was like, I know exactly who they are. Yeah, This is fantastic. But it took me... Longer than it should have. So I, I bumped into this person before you did. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and use a gender pronoun here. He was like, hey, Bradford. And I was like, hey, I honestly have no idea who you are. It's been a while. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he introduced himself again. I was like, right. And he and then he gave a little, like maybe a minute of backstory. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I know exactly who you are. Very similar to you. Yeah. I'm so – look, I, I apologize to everybody. I am <laughs> terrible with names. I'm pretty good with faces, but I am terrible with names. Well, once I kind of figured things out, I was like, oh, yeah, now I get it. But it just and, – and the face clicked, everything clicked. But it just – I guess because it had been so long and I was yeah. not even thinking in that direction that it took me a while to put two and two together. Yeah. So we chatted with a few people and we saw a lot of people that we knew. And yeah. again, going back to the beginning of this podcast, I sometimes feel guilty and maybe 10% shame that I don't spread myself out enough in these parties sometimes because I want to talk to everybody. I mm-hmm. really do. But sometimes I don't have enough of me to do it. If that makes sense. Yes. So I will say that for one thing, it's very easy. I mean, a pendulum party or any other night, it's very easy in social situations like this to start talking to one group of people and stay there. It's very easy to get quote unquote stuck. And we do pretty good at trying to still kind of mingle and move around the group, but it can still be, there might be people that you want to talk to in another area or even another group within the same room. But by the time you finish up a little conversation over here and start to move on, they could be in a different place. They could have moved around. Their conversation could now be a closed group as opposed to an open group. And so there's all kinds of different scenarios. And so I feel like we do a pretty good job at getting around and talking to people and and more importantly, making sure that everybody is mingling and not left on the outskirts or anything. But as far as being able to have you know, talk to everybody there, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And you're certainly not going to be able to have a meaningful conversation with everyone there because there's just so many people. And I feel bad about that. I, Cause I feel like 
I feel like that everyone deserves to have a meaning, meaningful conversation with us. Oh my goodness, maybe we need to set up a little confessional booth and everybody can like have their like minute and a half to two minutes with you. <laughs> oh my God. But no, I mean, because a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot of these people, but there's a lot of these know, people that yeah. want to talk to us and who I've either had an interaction with on Instagram or, or Twitter or Facebook. Absolutely. Or, yeah. or that we've seen before and that yeah. are, you know, if not, there's somewhere between acquaintances and friends. And I want to, I want to spend time with these people. I want to tell them that they're important and thank you for coming and yada, yada, yada. So I struggle with that at times. Yeah. And I was struggling with that for a while because the same, at the same time, I know part of it is my own fault because again, I was hanging on the gentleman. Like Mm -hmm. there was something that I needed to be close to him Mm -hmm. and it was so nice. It's, I always enjoy those moments where he and I can be affectionate to one another in front of other people. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, it's a gift that we're, we aren't often given. Mm-hmm. And so I like to take advantage of that when I can. And I was being very selfish on Friday night in that I was trying to do that at yeah. every moment I could. Yeah. So yeah, it was. And it can also be, especially if people don't know us that well, it can be hard for them to come up and just kind yeah. of interject themselves and, and to make, you know, be a little more forward. With I that. feel like we got to talk to almost everybody I wanted to talk to. We did talk to a lot of people, yeah, and had some good sure. conversations, good jokes, good laughing. Like, yeah, there was a lot of laughing. There was a lady with the scary girl tattoo. I love it. That's that <laughs> whole that whole interaction was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It's like it's a scary girl, it's a scary lady on my back. I'm like, it is. <laughs> I kind of like it, but I don't understand it. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, but uh, so we. We had some good conversations. We mm. saw some people we hadn't seen in ages. And you were like, I'm, it's time to dress down. And it was 1037. You were like seven minutes I late. I was late because yeah. we were late getting there. But I was close, you know. You were close. It was yeah. almost 1030. Yeah. So we went and dressed down. And there were still, there were other people dressed down at that point. Yes. So we weren't the You weren't the first. Ones. No. Yeah. I say we, you. I say you. We weren't the first. Yeah. Uh, but let's be realistic. Everybody wants to see you dressed down. Mm. So, um... We dressed down, went back out and started chatting with folks, and you were like, let's go upstairs. Like, well, I look, didn't, there's like a trillion people downstairs. I didn't say let's go upstairs as if to play at first. I mean, that's certainly the ultimate intent. But it was more, I wanted to see what the spaces looked like and see if anybody was up there yet. Yeah. Getting things going and, and kind of scope out where we, which direction we might want to go, like to the orgy room at the back yeah. or all the other playrooms at the other side. And I think at that time, there were probably five to seven people upstairs. Nope. There were three in the orgy room, and that was it. Oh, The was, other so, side was completely empty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. And so I was like, well, let's – like, it's still busy downstairs. Let's grab another drink because mm-hmm. uh, at that point, I hadn't had any alcohol. And I was like, let's grab another drink. We'll have a sit- drink downstairs, and then we'll go upstairs. Mm-hmm. From the time I got literally a double bourbon – on the ice. From the time I started drinking that to the time it was done, everybody from downstairs went upstairs. I have no idea how this happened. There was one person left downstairs like, besides us. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, well, I say besides us, but it was you and I and the gentleman. the gentleman. And then there was another. Another friend of ours. Friend of ours. Yeah. And then there was maybe two other people, but then they left to yeah. go upstairs. Yeah. So literally everyone else went upstairs. <laughs> and it was like, well, let's go play. But now we're probably not going to be able to find a spot. <laughs> uh, so we went up, we went to the back room, uh, the front rooms in. There was no way we were going to find Oh, my spot. goodness. Like, the shackle room was 
packed. I think there was probably 12 people in the shackle room. Yeah, the, the petite, petite room had three people in it, but they had the chain up yep. so you couldn't come in. And then the new orgy room had between that and the, it was like 16 people. It was easily. It was crazy. And then the, yeah, the massage table area had people. Yeah. It was just, it was completely packed up yeah. there. So then we went back down to, to the, the orgy, other orgy side. Room. Yeah, to the big orgy room that we like. And there were eight people in there when there we got were, there. I would have said eight to ten. Yeah. But they were. And we were four of us. So it wasn't a small crowd. Yeah. But they were not using the bed efficiently, to which the gentleman made a lovely comment about the fact that. No, it wasn't the gentleman. It was, was it the, not? It was the other. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, we need a. We need, we, need, we need a name for them. Uh, another penis owner. <laughs> this, <laughs> like, it was Angela Wait. and three penis owners. <laughs> Squidward, Squidward, uh, you're you're now Squidward. <laughs> I just it makes me happy. Um, he's a cutel fish. <laughs> They're a cutel fish. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at gender, um, at at um, pronouns, pronouns, gender pronouns. Anyway, so the three of uh, the four of us went upstairs, and yeah, the the rooms were full. Mm-hmm. So, but the orgy room but, was the least. Yes, packed, yeah, exactly. So. But and Squidward was like, well, you know, this is a. Poor and insufficient use of of spacing, which I was like, oh, my God, are you going to file a report? <laughs> but it was funny. It was funny. So we managed to secure two people sitting on the end of a bed and two people on the floor. So we had basically had two little ass spaces at the end of the yeah. bed, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, and then the floor yeah. in front of those ass spaces. So I sat down. Actually, the gentleman started going down on me while we were standing up. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. It makes me so uncomfortable. I hate, oh, he's going to listen to this and feel guilty. And I don't want him to feel bad because it's just me. I hate having someone go down on me when I'm standing up in front of a group of people because it feels so selfish. Like, Do you feel like you're showing off? No, because I, I like showing off. I want to be the one going down on somebody in front of a group of people. It's only when I somebody's going down on me in front of a group of people because... Because that, you don't want to show your own pleasure to other people? I don't feel like I have a lot to show off to a, a bunch of people. And but if it's in his mouth, nobody knows what you got. No, it's not even that. It's like the whole body thing. Like, I, shut up. I can't help with how I feel. I know, I know, um, I know. But I know, like, like, I like to give off a good show. And so, <laughs> like, I'm okay with the inverse. But, yeah. But you can give off a good show while receiving as well. Oh, it's so hard for me. <laughs> It's just, it's hard for me. You can do the porn stuff thing, be like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> do, that, do that again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's very difficult for me. So I was, I was very uncomfortable with that, but <laughs> I'm not going to say I suffered through it. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it for a while. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I was like, all right, stand your ass up. <laughs> it's like, let's, Get like let's in, let's do the opposite, uh, and then yeah, so that was great. And then you and Squidward were on the bed, and that was hot. Like that was mm-hmm. hot because I love watching them with you because I'm always afraid that you're really gonna hurt them. <laughs> this is a I, this is a human that really likes to be hurt. Yes, and I have not really hurt this person. It's only a matter of because time. Because I don't I was going to say, I don't feel like... So this is a little tangent we're going to take for a moment. Okay. So for me, I feel like the BDSM play that we do, 
specifically impact play, I feel is a very personal thing. Yeah. And so it's something that we tend to do more in closed situations. Private. Yes, more private yeah. situations. And so it's it's either us, it's us and a few partners or whatever. And and we will occasionally you know, play in the voyeur room at our secret spot, but rarely. Yeah. And I don't mind if someone wants a little something, but to then like really have to really make that connection, which I feel like I, I can do and, and do with, with Squidward. Is that Squidward. what we're calling yeah. them? Okay. From SpongeBob. Right. So Squidward. So I feel like I, I do and, and very easily can make that connection with them. But to do that to the point of then being able to really fully engage, it's, it's, a, it's a different scenario for me. And, and I, I can do it and I will do it if that's what they want. But I don't feel like it's I in that scenario. I like the push pull. Of, I like that tease. Yeah, and and, and it, you do that well. Especially as well. that was early in the night, so I had, I didn't feel like I'd really built up to anything too far at that point. But yeah, like I said, yeah, I don't mind like the whole BDSM thing and, and impact play and whatnot in front of other people. But to me, then it's more of a show thing than a here let's really connect thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, I do think it would be fun to watch you transition that line into fully connection impact play Agreed. with this human. Agreed. Uh, because they're fun to see tortured. Uh-huh. I've seen them tortured uh-huh. by their, by more, uh, but more permanent, uh, partners. permanent partners. Thank you. I was yeah. going to say consistent. I was like, that's not the word I'm looking for partners. And it's fun to watch that. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe in the yeah. future. So but yeah, we'd started out on the bed. So I was one of the lucky ones that got a little ass spot on the end of the bed. Yeah, you and, and the gentleman. I know. <laughs> and so I like being on the floor. There's something really nice about that. It's did you need your little collar on? Almost, probably. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, probably. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, got a new collar. I did get a new collar. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, Squidward was going down on me, and that was fantastic. And yeah. then fingering me and things. And then I felt I felt a little guilty because, like, well, I, A, want something in my mouth. And, you know, you're doing all the work here. I want to reciprocate. Yeah. So, then we flipped around. So, admittedly, I think we flipped around at some point as well. It was around the same time. Yeah, and there was there was another lady that we had met, and mm-hmm. we had met her partner, or at least who she came with, or who we will from now partner on call the their yeah. partner. Uh, we met her partner before, and... I, come I think he's cute. I yeah. love, I, I really like he's, he's the, the, uh, I say this in the most lovable way. He's like this big dorky goofy guy. And I'm like, I'm kind of into you. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately didn't get to connect with him at no. all. We had some conversation with him, but I mean, he, he was, was busy buried. with two other ladies. <laughs> he was buried under people. <laughs> yes. So. He was buried under people. Yeah. Um, and then she had, by the time that I kissed her for the first time, she had had, uh, been doggy style with three different guys mm-hmm. and which to me is such a fucking turn on like i <laughs> love that and so really all i wanted even again protected sex with the three fellows but all i wanted was her to sit on my face mm-hmm. so we kissed a bit and um i know that she kissed the gentleman a bit and then the gentleman looked at her and he goes will you go down on me and she said yes and as she was switching i was like i have time I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And I said, will you sit on my face? Well, So she was sitting on your face while going down the gentleman. Yes. But in the meantime, you had left Squidward and had sat on, had sat on oh, yeah. me 
but in reverse cowgirl. So I'm sitting on the edge of a bed. So that was I sat on you reverse cowgirl before she before sat on her she's face. yes yeah. because uh, because I, I had my back to you when it, I heard you ask. It is very much one yeah. of those things that I can do reverse cowgirl probably indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that unless you're really working at it. You're not going to get me off that way. Mm-hmm. I love the view, but it's just not going to send me over the edge. So I was sitting on the edge of the bed. You said you were, I was kind of playing with your tits and I was like, oh, sit down, sit on me. So you sat down, reverse cowgirl. And then there was another fella who we were both interested in. Yeah. And I said, you know, come bring him over and go down on him. So side note, I had noticed him being around the edge he was around the edge earlier but then got invited in i think by the one who ended up sitting on your face yes he fucked he was the first one to fuck yeah and so but then he was around again and i was trying to find a time to invite him in or a way to invite him in but for a bit there wasn't a logical way for me to and i was trying to get your attention to say hey invite him in somehow oh see i was just looking at you going good i I was waiting for you i was like (laughs) why is she not going oi boy bring that over here yeah (laughs) Because I didn't have an, a, a, I'm gonna say an orifice, a way, a play. I didn't know what. I didn't have a way to do anything with him, and so that's so funny. Because I was just expecting, knowing you, yeah. I was so surprised. I was like, why doesn't she just? He was just out of reach. He was. All you had yeah. to do was lean forward and grab at him. I would say he was a little too far, and okay. I was trying to get your attention to like pull him in, but that's okay. It worked yeah. out. So we did pull him in eventually. Yeah, so. <laughs> you pulled him in because yeah. I was busy talking to the pretty lady who yeah. was then. So. I, I just want to describe this scene because okay. I know what this looked like. And I wish this is one of those, rarely do I wish I had a picture of a, of a <laughs> scene, but this is one of those scenes where I know the gentleman was laying down. Uh-huh. He had a woman on all fours going down on him, but she was sitting on my face. Then I was on my back going up on her, down on her. I don't know. You were sitting on my cock and going down on another human. Yeah. And going down on another fellow. So that, in my mind, is one of those, like, this is amazing. It was the best porn human centipede that I'd ever, <laughs> that that we've been part of. Like, it was, that's a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five people. There were also other hands and things, like, playing with my nipples. See, I, didn't, I couldn't see any yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was epic. And we sat like that for a while. Because, mm-hmm. like, look, was I interested in having sex with a woman? Yes. But... Really, I'm not sure I had anything to offer her after the three guys that had already, <laughs> you know, uh, had sex with her. Um, but I knew I know where my skills are, and yeah. I was like, that's why I was like, I wiped her seat off. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was amazing, yeah, and that was such a fun experience, that and that hap- that went on for. 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. It felt like a while. Yeah, I have no idea how long we were actually up there all told. But after a while of that, I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying going down on this person. I'm really enjoying riding you. But I'm also getting really thirsty. (laughs) I need a water break. (laughs) So I I think I've sat up at some point, stood up at some point, and said something about, I need a bit of break. You got off of me, like, literally seconds after she was like, I need a break. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I couldn't hear anything behind there. So... You know, so when she got off of me and mm. I was like, are you okay? She's like, yes, I just need a break. And I think she was looking for a smoke break. Mm. And then uh, you got off and I was like, are you okay? You're like, I'm very thirsty. <laughs> cool. So, like Marge Simpson sisters. Yeah, basically. You were you were Selma and Petty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we went down, took a break, went down, got some water, 
chatted again, and then went back up to the front rooms Mm -hmm. and ended up in the... Well, we were going to go into the second orgy room, but it was fucking packed. But literally, in seconds, we were on the massage tables. I think you were sitting on my face. Well, we were all playing the gentleman, you and I, uh, Squidward, and another fella who is mm -hmm. a regular at at Mm -hmm. Pendulum. So we were all sort of playing, sort of, and then the gentleman ended because up... I think we realized, though, that there was no other place to play. Yes. But there was an empty massage table, and yes. it was kind of like, all right, we can make use of this. So, so. I got on the massage table on my back, and was like, sit on my face, because I'm, I'm never sick of someone sitting on my face. Mm-hmm. And so you did. I have no idea what was happening beyond that, um, because you were facing forward, mm-hmm. not... Towards my junk. Uh-huh. So it wasn't 69. No. But then the other fella, the new fella, suddenly came up and started playing with my cock. And I was like, whoa. That was a weird thing. Because I was like, who's touching me? I don't know who's touching so me. So I, yeah, because I remember you, of course, going down on me. And you, something was different. And so I kind of sat up just a little bit off your face. Yeah. And you were like, who is that? And I looked back and I was like, it's fine. And Yeah, but I was like, but who is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of leaned forward and I could see in the mirror and I'm like, okay, it is yeah. fine. Cool. Yeah, I'm okay I looked with it this up person. just a little bit more so you could see. Uh, and yeah. so, but, but at that point, the gentleman had been, I don't want to say kidnapped, but he had been sex-napped by another couple. Well, that was before I got on your face. See, I didn't so. even see any of that yeah, happening. So he was, I don't know what I was doing. So he was, because he was, I'm going to say, on the outer skirts of our tiny little group there. And... There was another couple on the other massage tables, but I think they were just kind of sitting. Yeah, heavy I think they were. Yeah, kind of I think thing. what happened was ge- the gentleman who tends to take a the, look. The boy is sexy as hell, but he takes up a lot of space and he is very loud. And whenever he's doing anything, so I'm thinking <laughs> that he probably entered their space and they were like, "Oh, you've entered our. This is our territory. We are going to touch you because you are now in our territory." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I'm being touched by somebody in new territory. I found new territory." I'm going to fuck that territory. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happened because uh, yeah. when I finally got off the massage table, I looked back and the new couple were 69 and the gentleman was mm-hmm. fucking the lady while the guy was going down on her and him at the same yeah. time, which awesome. That's 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 a fun position to be in either. And I don't remember the exact timing position. of it because I know that I played with Squidward there a little bit more, Yeah, um, but it was a bit more in just... I'm going to say kind of heavy petting, teasing. Well, you we and Squidward were playing sex, while me and the other yeah. fella were standing back on the other massage table after it had been vacated by a uh, gentleman mm, and his new trio. Okay. And both of us were giving each other hand jobs. And then I started going down on him for a little while. And I, he stopped me. And then he looked at me and you were bent over Squidward. And he was he looked at me and goes, fuck her. I was like, all right. So I completely missed your hand job thing. But it I, happened for a while. There but were, I do remember you coming up behind me because all of a sudden there's this penis trying to poke inside me. And normally you touch me first. So I know that it's your... I know. Oh, yeah. You didn't know it was me? I didn't know it was you. Oh. So there's just this penis coming at me. And so I kind of like sat up for a second, turned around, and I was like... And you're like, it's me, it's me, it's fine. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't say that, yeah. Yeah, because normally... Fair enough, yeah. I can tell you're... you're yeah. No, like, but he was like, fuck her. And I'm like, I am going to fuck her. Yeah, because usually you'll like yeah. stroke my back or t- yeah. you know put your hands on me. So I know it's you. And so the problem was I was yeah. really close to coming like multiple times. <laughs> and uh, this this fellow, I don't think he's a podcast listener, but if he is, you, I, you're you very cute. I really like you quite a lot. Um, use some lube. <laughs> all you need is a little lube. That's all we need. For the um, hand job. 
Yeah. Ah. Uh, it was a dry hand job, which was, it was a good hand job, but it mm. was a dry hand job. Mm. Uh, but I, I really, I, I'm, this is someone, I'm feeling like we should probably just text and say, yeah. hey, we need to get together, the three of us, mm-hmm. uh, because I do really like him. Um, and I'm, I'm very much interested in him topping me. Uh, I don't know if he's interested in that, but I feel like <laughs> this is a conversation we should probably have, you know, off podcast. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> But he was like, fuck her. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to fuck her. So I did. And it was one of those, like, within 30 seconds, I was like, I'm going to come. So I came on you. And then, you know, as you do, I licked it off. As I do. I licked it off. So you licked it. And, like, he was like, that was amazing. I'm like, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for directing it. Yeah, because you licked off the cum. And then I think it was Squidward. Somebody put their hand on my back and said something about, oh, I think you missed a spot. But it was actually, I think, just still wet from your yes. from you licking it off. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, so we had a, a lot of jokes and laughs about that one. Yeah, but, and about that time. And the gentleman was still over on the orgy bed. Yeah, about that time he was just finishing yeah. up at the, uh, on the orgy bed. And we were like, all right, cool. Well, <laughs> we did stuff. Yeah. Lots and stuff. Lots of stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's good though because I will say that I did see just overall throughout the club that night. I saw a lot of play, but a lot of different types of play. And yeah. I think that that was for me what was really exciting was was seeing just at least from appearances, people seem to be comfortable and seem to be just kind of engaging in all kinds of different play. There's a lot of same sex play. Of course there was, you know, opposite sex play. Um, but it was just yeah, it was really good to see that and and I feel like there were more puppy pile types of situations yeah, very than much. I often see. And it's, I think that's exactly, exactly what you said. And it's like, I always love going to OSS, but my favorite times are always those puppy piles. Mm-hmm. You don't always see those, but yeah. Friday night was one of those, like every time we saw people playing, it was a puppy pile sort of situation. Yeah. And that is, it's such an amazing thing to see. And like, I almost feel like, like from what we saw Friday night, it should no longer be called pendulum. It should be called gender blender because <laughs> like literally it didn't half the time yeah. it didn't matter. It was like, you would just put a bunch of humans in a blender and turned it on for a second. It was like, however it came out, however came it out. Up, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Mm. So yeah, I, Friday was such a success in that we ran out of lockers early. We had lots of people chatting and talking to one another it was so chill. The number of the, the people who I had spoken to on Instagram mm-hmm. who came up to me and were like, you were right. This is such a chilled situation. Yeah. And the people who were nervous coming into it and then told us that this is such a, an approachable group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was such, it was great. It, it felt really good to, to sort of be behind that and, yeah. and to hear that. I don't think you hear that enough. And, and I will say that while you, I feel like you were really, I don't want to say clingy, but you were, you wanted to be close to the gentleman for much of the night. I feel like you were in a really good headspace. Which is rare for me. I know. And one of the folks behind the bar, she and I were talking about that after our first play session when we came down for some water and a bit of a break. And she asked if we were having fun. I said, yeah, you know, we've been upstairs, which I think she knew that because they all know that. uh, They all keep an eye on what's going on. But so I said, yeah, we've been upstairs and, you know, just come down for a break. And I said, you know, it will probably, we may end up back upstairs again at some point, but I'm not really sure if you'll be in the headspace for it. But 
I was really happy that you were at least in the headspace enough to go play and have some fun once yeah. that night. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's really great. And you know, we're talking about that. And then we ended up a second time and I was like, yes, it's like well, twice in a pendulum night. Which is rare. And, <laughs> I know. And I know it's rare. I don't honestly think there's been a pendulum party since but it, it just started was... that I was as comfortable and mm-hmm. confident as I was on Friday night. Yeah. And some of it, I mean... I'm not gonna lie. Some of it is body image issues and and taking care of that. You know, mm-hmm. looking at you know we've worked very hard at the gym, and I'm not one like I don't care what my partners look like mm-hmm. at all, um, be it gender or or body shape or anything. But for me, but you want to feel good about yourself, and I did, well, yeah. I don't think I felt as good about myself as I had last on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, which was ex- that's exciting, and yeah, yeah. It, it, that was good. And again, having the gentleman there, and it's funny. I think it's I'm still in a strange. I will always be in this in this headspace. I think, but I'm still in a strange headspace where I'm like, of course, of course, you love me. You know, we're you know we're of different genders, but the fact that he likes me and and we're of, in the same gender, that's something that. It's, it's, it'll always be odd to me to have somebody of a similar gender think I'm attractive uh, and want to show me off. I think that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. that he wants to parade me around is is so much different than you wanting me to per- wanting to parade me around. And I don't I don't know if that makes sense because I it guess the, the equivalent does. would be if we had a female friend that wanted to make does. wanted to parade you around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this is going to sound silly, but it it goes back to that sort of Disney princess feel. It makes me feel pretty, mm-hmm. and there's like I like that, and it, is, it makes me feel good. And I I admit that I don't like that I have this sort of gender specification over something like this, mm-hmm. but I also can't help that's the way I feel, and I'm very much a my feelings must be valid. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't like it, go stuff yourself. Um, yeah. But it was, it was, I was in a very good headspace. Yeah. It was really good to see. It was a, it was a perfect storm of things, mm-hmm. I think, that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was very, it was fun. It was, a, it I was think this really was the most night. fun I'd had, yeah. uh, on a pendulum night because consistently, because mm-hmm. I will have, there's been pendulum parties that where I've had a lot of fun. But, but you one, also stress a bit. But I'm always yeah. stressing a bit. And this one, I didn't stress hardly at all. No. There was a few moments where I was a little stressed, but. Mm-hmm. I managed to keep that under control. <laughs> so, yeah. It was good. It was yeah. fun. And I'm sorry you missed it if you missed it. Mm-hmm. But the next one will likely be at the end of November. Two so, months, yeah. Um, we'll get exact dates out. Yeah, we need to talk to the law and yeah. uh, figure it out when it's going to be. Um, do you have any final thoughts about Pendulum Party? No. No? I mean, it was fantastic. You ended up I happy. think we've already talked I about it. I think you had like a billion orgasms. I think so. I was, I was trying like, to I was trying to count and I lost count. Uh-huh. And once it gets to double digits, I always lose count. And then, and then we came home and you were like, we need to have sex again. We really did. <laughs> so yeah, we came home and we got home at 3.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, I'm hungry. And I'm like. I was hungry. I'm like, all right, well, what do we have? You're like, I bought chicken nuggets. I'm like, all right, cool. Because we had nothing else that didn't require cooking. So we. Waited and fixed up some. So products. you turn. We turned the oven on, and look, the oven takes between eight and ten minutes to come to temperature. So I was like, "Hey, <laughs> do, do, do you want a bone?" <laughs> and, and you were like, "You looked the look you gave me." 
you were like, uh, and I was like, what are we going to do while the oven comes to the temperature? Like, seriously, watch YouTube videos. Uh, and you were like, all right. I was thinking message Mr. And Mrs. Age, but you know, we went and boned instead. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were like, okay. And you just got naked and bent over the bed. And you're like, whatever. And I'm like, um, I, you need to at least say hello to the penis. And you were like, hello, penis. And then I was like, all right, bend over. It was great. I will say that that is one of the good things about having friends in like really different time zones. So like whether it be Europe or the U.S. is that if we do get home at three in the morning and either can't go to sleep or we're waiting on the oven to heat up while we eat some chicken nuggets, you know, before going to bed, then you can still sit and have conversations and, you know, have some good laughs and fun times before that. Wait, how does this, how does this, I mean, but we were boning. (laughs) Yeah, but that was the alternative to boning was actually talking to people that we like. (laughs) <laughs> you mean other than having sex with people we don't like? Thanks a lot, babe. Um, look, I had fun. It was like, <laughs> oh I, no, I enjoyed it I, as well. <laughs> I orgasmed, and I'm pretty sure you did too. But yeah. you know, beyond that, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> we have had a lot of sex this weekend. Yeah, we have. We uh, it's been a good sexy weekend. It's been a good sexy weekend. All right, cool. <laughs> We're not talking about that. No, other than pendulum. <laughs> yeah, sorry, fuckers. Yeah, let's wrap this mother up. Okay. Um, so, if you want to tell us about your sexy weekend or explain to us why you were not at pendulum party, mm-hmm. uh, please send us a message: theatomsoflove at gmail dot com, or you can message us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We are at by the by podcast. I will say, spoiler alert: we are the worst at responding to Facebook messages, just because of the way Facebook works. It's hard to see those messages. Yeah, Facebook so, doesn't do very like, well with that. Between the fucking pages app and and facebook itself it's it's hard to see who's messaging you Mm. so we apologize if we haven't gotten back to you um instagram is the best twitter is the second best Mm. so uh when it comes to messaging i will say um or emails if it's lengthy emails if it's lengthy please please email us the atoms of love at gmail.com yeah, uh, if you want to support us, we are on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Yeah, and if you want some uh, kinky, geeky sex toys, which they're amazing, that mm-hmm. is geekysextoys.com. Uh, use the offer code by the by to get yourself a hefty 5% discount, and they do ship worldwide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else um, you want to say? Thanks for joining in. Yeah. And we'll talk to you in. next week. Yeah. Hi, this is Dedeker, co-host of the Multiamory Podcast. We offer new ideas and advice for multiple forms of love, everything from conscious monogamy to ethical polyamory and radical relationship anarchy. And you're listening to a Swingset Network podcast. Find us and much more at swingset.fm. 